0: Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast.
1: Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend.
0: Now let's get into this week's episode.
1: Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All All Things Things Melanin Podcast, Podcast. where your certified
0: hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update.
1: Y'all, so before we get into this week's episode, um, we just wanted to let everybody know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So, just a few resources if you feel like you know you want to seek a professional, a therapist, or anything like that. Um, please do. Nothing has to be dramatically wrong <laughs> for you to seek therapy. You could just want to talk to somebody. You could just want to get a few things off your chest. Um, a few resources are to search for a therapist are th- Therapy for Black Girls. Um, you can always look at your insurance providers and go through that, or you can do a Google search. But we just wanted to mention that May is Mental Health Awareness Month because we want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself on the inside. As well on the outside. Okay, now Erica, what's hey, good? Girl. What's popping? What's happening? I was gonna ask you how you feeling, but girl, are you caught up on all the Real Housewives of Atlanta? tea? because I am stressed. <laughs> Sound the alarm. This is major, girl. Girl, we gotta talk about this because this is a lot. I was scrolling on social media last night, really invested. So. First of all, okay, so let's set up the scene real quick before we just yes. get into it. Okay, so for yes. anybody that watches Real Housewives of Atlanta, Portia is a engaged, did you see that part? Portia is engaged yes. to a castmate, not even almost ex-husband like the ink has not been dried like they have their settlement papers but they are not officially divorced in the caption because i read it she was just going on to say that they were together and that they were in love after a month she went on to say that simon who was not cute but his money is long simon (laughs) and her baby daddy who ain't cute either are going to be co-parents to pilar And all this extra stuff. And she goes on to say how her and Fallon are not friends. Which I feel like she's trying to make sure that that's okay. But let me tell you something. Twitter, Instagram, and everybody pulled receipts of her in that one. That's how... Fallon got introduced to Real House of the She got introduced as Portia's friend. She was in that woman's house multiple times, around that woman's husband multiple times, Kiki and Yayan. And so it's just a lot of this that doesn't sit right with my spirit. But before I go on a rant and a rampage, friend, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking?
0: First of all, it brings me back to what my mama used to say. Which is watching you bring around your man in your house, right. in your household. Because right. a lot of women will think, look at your husband, regardless if he's cute or not. I think Simon is worth forty million dollars. I think that's what I was reading. And, you know, some of them just come in and think they could just take whatever you got, take your man, take, you know, the house, right. the estates, everything like that. And I was actually a I wouldn't say fan of Porsche, but like I was rooting for her solely off of the fact that she was like handling her business with her child, right. regardless of you know Dennis and his dumb stuff and then also she does all this activism for the community so I was really on her side I didn't even care about the little stripper situation she was you know she grown she can do whatever she want to do but this right here is totally deceitful it is not okay I don't I don't care if that woman wasn't really one of your closest friends but it was an acquaintance it was your co-worker like you don't do that and this is not gonna last mark my words on this podcast episode it's not going to last People are saying that she is pregnant, which I believe that's, oh, that sure. would explain this this speedy um, engagement. No judgment of when you fall in love with somebody, but how can you be crazy in love if you've only known this man for a month? Which I think she's lying. She's been dipping and dabbing for more than that. Right. And I'm just disappointed. I'm like, girl, you're beautiful. You're successful. Why are you settling for somebody's old husband? Like I, I, I don't get it. I'm disappointed. We were rooting for her. Now I'm not. That's all I got to say about her.
1: Yeah, Portia, I ain't riding with you on this one. That's just something that I'm not going to do. Um, I agree with everything you said. I think that it is rude. I think that it is disrespectful. And I think it is the lowest of lowest of all the men in Atlanta. Like, you had to choose Atlanta. that one. Like, that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it because we're here. Portia targets rich men. Like her first husband, Cordell, He, his money was longer. You know, he had money. When she got pregnant by, uh, that's, what's, that's her baby daddy, her first baby daddy, Dennis. The hot dog stand. The hot dog stand, man. Hot dog stand <laughs> man. If you remember in the episodes that you go back, she says that she purposely got pregnant by him because- he was set or because he was good and he has money and that's why she got pregnant if she is pregnant which I wouldn't doubt got pregnant by this man because she's really just trying to set herself up and it really irritates me because like you said whether y'all are close friends or not that's just something that you don't do like that's off limits Mm -hmm. like you were in this woman's home that is so disrespectful because let me tell you it's on it would have been on site for me i don't care if we divorce it would have been on site because you that is low down and dirty second of all for i personally think that this is going to counteract a lot of the work that she's doing and i don't think a lot of people are going to take her seriously because a lot of people aren't going to want to be around that type of behavior Mm -hmm. third thing How you get him is how you lose him because it's already in the streets that this man was dipping and dabbling with multiple people because a girl has already come forward with receipts. So Mm -hmm. I just feel really bad for Fallon. She seemed like a really sweet girl. I think this is really low of Parsha. I'm not right. You know, I was... I was I liked Portia, like I thought she was cool, but I think and then she just doesn't seem to have any remorse. And I think that karma is going to come back to bite her in her ass and it is going to hurt. Because this is not how you do it. This is not how you Mm -hmm. this is not how you what's the word? Uh set yourself up. Like if you want to set yourself up, go out and do the work, but don't rely on this man to do it for you because If he was dipping and dabbing on Fallon, which I almost guarantee that he was, um, then he's going to dip and dab on you because, first of all, Fallon was gorgeous. Not to say portions, but sis is beautiful. So, what he did to her, he's going to do to you. And he had more history with her. Like, you just the flavor of right now. You just the flavor of the Mm -hmm. day. So, when he gets tired of that flavor, and I feel like she keeps dating men that are like this so I'm not buying it um I'm not with it and it's not cool
0: no it's not cute at all um somebody was saying that uh why does Simon look like Dennis's daddy they do they but, look like um, brothers roly-polies and somebody said that the hot dog stand, I guess wouldn't make enough money for Porsche. I saw it but uh, but Fallon apparently came out with, like, a real, like, classy statement. Like, she guys, did. thank you for your love and support. I'm just I'm just focusing on my divorce, which is the perfect response because Portia out here, like, oh, we so crazy in love. No, you're not. You're not. It's not going to no, last. So, it's I mean, not. I wouldn't even give it to the end of the year. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Let me tell you.
1: I would have went low. I would have went low, low. How low can you go? T-Pain low. Let's go. I'm crying. But uh, <laughs> shout out to her for being classy because friends... It would have been all-out knockout battle because it's just not cool.
0: No, it's not. And I'm glad that we, you know, talking about this um, as far as like that friend boundary line because that segues perfectly for our first segment, which is dating and relationships. We're going to change it up a little bit today and um, talk about friendships because, honestly, friendships are very much like relationships. Right. <laughs> um. So... Um, you know, a lot of people may underestimate the power and importance of a good friend, Portia, who you ain't. Um, <laughs> and side note, I don't even like how she treats her friend Shamia. Like
1: she, she don't. She she don't she she's don't too really good for Shamia. She don't. Yeah, I'm she's like you do have had no friends. Friend. She's no. not a good. So friend. Let's talk
0: about. No, not at all. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the definition of a good friend. So what would you say that is, Shelby?
1: You know, I don't. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like friends are the family that we get to choose. You know, you don't get to choose family, but you can choose your friends. And kind of like you said, I think that we underestimate the power of friendship. I think that as much energy as we pour into wanting to have the right man or the right woman, we need to pour into having the right friendships and nurturing those and growing those. Um, so I think that a friend is someone that is family. But I also think that a friend is someone that you can do life with. I think that a friend is somebody that is multifaceted that makes up different things. So like for me, like a friend is somebody who I can, like, if we're going to do, like, top-level description, like, a friend is somebody that I can turn up with, have fun with, travel with, but a friend is also somebody that if, when life happens, you know, they are going to wipe my tears, they are going to ride with me, they are going to be with me. To me, a friend is somebody who evolves with you through life. There is somebody who is going to be honest with you. There is somebody that is going to ride for you. There is somebody who, you know, you admire, um for me I look when I look for friends I look for people that make me want to be a better person. So, you know, to me a good friend is somebody who is caring, somebody who is kind, somebody who listens, somebody that you know, if you call them in the middle of the night and you're not your cuz everybody wants to be your friend when you're happy, but what mm-hmm. about when you're sad? What about when you're in tears? What about when life tries to knock you down? I think a friend is somebody that can adjust to your, I feel like a friend is somebody that can adjust to your mood sometimes, but a friend is somebody that evolves with you through life, through your moods, and through the things that you're going through. Um, what about you? It's, it's so hard to describe what a friend is because I think it, it's so much.
0: Yeah, I would also add to that. For me, number one is somebody that I can trust. I ain't saying I got trust issues, but I don't trust a lot of people. Okay, so I don't trust a lot of people with my business, like, you know, things I'm going through or my heart, my mind. Right. I just don't. So if it's somebody that I can trust, that's a good friend. Um, also a person that will show up for me because I am right. that friend. I will show up for anybody unless it's some drastic situation. I just can't make it. Right. But that needs to be reciprocated to me. Somebody that will show up for me, whether I'm in the right or whether I'm in the wrong. And right. if I'm in the wrong, as a good friend, you should be able to tell me the truth and correct me. Like, girl, you a little crazy. That was a little dumb. We ain't going to go that way. We're not going to do that. That's a right. good friend because I feel like that person respects you and and has um, you know, your back and wants to see you grow and do better. Um, but a lot of people just want to be around you as your yes men. Like, yes, yes. Knowing you right. out here acting a fool and ain't nobody telling you that's not a good friend. Um, But then also someone who understands my moods, because I feel like I'm describing a man, but really it's a friend. (laughs) Like if you understand my moods as far as some days, I just don't want to talk and it has nothing to do with. Our friendship, or right. you know, we don't have to talk every single day to be friends. We ain't gotta just because I don't hear from you today, don't mean we ain't besties no more. Like just right. understanding each other on that level. I feel like is a good friend. I don't I don't think you have to be so clingy to be a good friend. As long as you show up for me, I can right. trust you. You going you're gonna tell me when I'm acting a fool, right. um, and you're gonna ride out for me. That's that's right. really it. Um right. So, next question would be is like. What do you think, Shelby, makes
1: a healthy friendship? Uh, One other thing that I forgot to add to what is a good friend. I forgot loyalty. Like, loyalty is so big Mm -hmm. for me. Like, if you ain't loyal, I don't want you. Go back to the streets. Mm -hmm. I have no use for you. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So what makes a healthy friendship? I think one of the most important things, I think, for a healthy friendship is open communication. I think that you have to really get to know your friend and kind of what you were saying a little bit earlier like you got to know your friend's mood swings you got to know where your friend is in life you got to know you know kind of what they're doing but you also have to know their mindset and you know their vision their dreams and I say that because for me a healthy friendship is open communication and a healthy friendship is a friend that is multifaceted so you hear me speak say that just a lot in general on this episode and any other episodes like a multifaceted friend to me is somebody that you can turn up with but somebody that you can cry with somebody that you can party with but somebody that you can Netflix and chill and look a mess with face mask on uh, you got to there's balance you got to have balance but I think a healthy friendship mm-hmm. looking looks like having you know different types of conversations and not being judgmental I think it's so important in friendships not to judge your friend and, and when I say that, like the one thing that I like about my friends or just about our friendship in general friend is that like when I talk to you, I don't feel like you're judging me. I feel like you we've been friends for probably like, what, five or six years now. Mm-hmm. Give or take. I think that we have come to the point where we know each other pretty well. So when I come and talk to you, you can kind of tell, OK, she wants advice Or you can kind of tell, oh, she just kind of wants to vent. And I think for me, a healthy friendship is a friend that listens, a friend, but also a friend that communicates with you. Like, we're grown. We work. We have so much going on. So I don't have time to guess what you're thinking. I don't have time to guess if you're mad. Like, I think it's really important to talk through through things because you're not always going to agree with your friends, but you should be able to correct your friend. You should be able to tell your friend, I don't like that. And tell them why. You should be able to tell your friend, you know that this bothered me. But you should also be able to talk to your friend about eating anything that's on your heart. And I think that when you have to check that or you have to second guess that, then I think that's trying to wade into the unhealthy waters. But I think at the end of the day that you know when you're in a healthy relationship or a healthy friendship like if you feel like you have to hide information from your friend or you can't share certain journeys or you just don't have a peace about it I think that that's not a healthy friendship I think if you always have to look over your shoulder if you have to bite your tongue that's not a healthy friendship I think that friendship should give you peace and I'm and I'm saying that in a way that like you're not always going to agree with your friend but if you know your friend and you know the intent of their heart and that's all that they've shown you, then you should have peace about that friendship. And to me, that's kind of what a healthy friendship looks like.
0: Yes, I think I like what you said about open communication. That's very, very, very important. Um, I know that one of my downfalls <laughs> for a friendship is I won't necessarily address something at, head on. Like I will wait and wait and weight and the problem with that is you start to overthink, it starts to fester, then you start to resent that person and that person right. has no idea because you didn't share it. So right. I think the open communication is is a healthy way because you should be able to address a situation with somebody mm. in a respectful way and I think for me personally, the reason why I don't because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings when right. really it's like my feelings that are being hurt and I'm not expressing it because I don't want to hurt theirs, you know, and that's not necessarily healthy. So I think we also have to give our friends grace and forgiveness. Right. That's the only way that you're ever going going to be able to maintain a strong, healthy friendship. Otherwise, y'all being fake with each other. And because one thing, too, is it has to be balanced. Okay, I do not like a one sided friendship where I feel like I'm the only one putting in the effort all the time. I'm the only one that wants to hang out. I'm the only one that shows up. I'm the only one, you know, that listens to, you know, the venting and all of that. And I just it for it to be healthy, it should not feel like a burden. You know, so um, even though, you know, there may be a friend going through a hard time, of course, they're going to want to vent to you as a good friend. But sometimes when it gets to the point where it's burdening you or it's draining right. you, that's not a healthy friendship. So um, we ha- also have to be aware that you could be unequally yoked in a friendship as well. It, yes, just, it doesn't just apply to what you're married to. It, right. it applies to friendships as well. So um, the next question would be, what are red flags? of when to let
1: a friend go. Do we have Portia. enough time? Do we have <laughs> enough time? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm not. But um, So some reflex for me is I noticed for me like when their talk is negative, like I understand that every day is not going to be sunshine and roses, but if every time you talk to this person, they're speaking negatively. They have a negativity cloud around them. They're negative Nancy Or when you talk to them, you dread looking at their text messages, you dread calling them. I think that's a red flag that that person isn't for you. I think also, for me, what I've learned is that you can outgrow friends. And sometimes it's not beef. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is beef, though. Okay, let's get that straight. But sometimes (laughs) it's not beef. I think for me, a lot of times I've just outgrown friendships and I try to stay. And make it better or slap it under the rug. Because like you, I don't like to hurt people's feelings. And you know, I used to have I used to have this way of thinking that, like, oh, you know, Sarah's been my best friend since kindergarten mm-hmm. or Sarah held me down in you know um college. But let me tell y'all something, I don't know who this is for because this was for me a couple years ago. Somebody can be a good friend to you. In kindergarten, somebody can be a good friend to you in high school, and somebody can be a good friend to you in college. When that person stops being a good friend to you in the season that you're in, or they're no longer serving your life, it's toxic, and you do not and you do not have to keep them in your life. It doesn't matter how long you've been somebody's friend. If they've disrespected you, if they don't fit into your life, if they're toxic, if they're not holding up their art end of the bargain, you have every right to cut ties. Like we tell you, no, somebody's not doing your right, cut ties with that man. Cut ties with that friend, because a mm-hmm. friendship is one of the most important relationships that you will have next to I feel like being married or being in a relationship because those are the people that hold you down those are the people that wipe your tears those are the people that you laugh with those are the people that you're going to do life with so when you feel like you're outgrowing people or you feel like you're not aligned in vision when you're not aligned in dreams even when you're not aligned in conversations you know like sometimes when you hang out or you meet up you just feel like we don't fit this ain't working. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything in common. Um, and then I think for me, another red flag for friendships is when they're small minded. I think the more I've grown, I've become more open. I've become more cultured, if you will say. I'm not gonna say that I agree with everything or that I know everything because I don't. But for me, when people are small minded, when they're negative, when they don't haul up their the half of the bargain, or you know, when they stop adding to my life. Because I feel like for me, in order for you to be my friend, you have to add value to my life. Because if you're not adding value to my life, then what's the point of us being friends? Like, that was cool in high school. That was cool even in college. But we're all adults. We're all grown. So for me, it becomes unhealthy when we're not serving each other and making each other better. Or we're not serving each other and just being there to lean on each other. I think, to your point... I found for myself when I had to weed out and let go of friends is that it was really one-sided. Like, I'm a very affectionate person. So I tend to text my friends all the time, like, you know, I hope you have a good day or, you know, how are you feeling? What's going on? But what I was finding, like, I know that's not how everybody communicates. But what I was finding is that when I was putting all of this, you know, effort into the friendship I wasn't getting that in return but people want to be like oh you're my best friend and you're my close friend and all that different stuff so when I stopped doing that it stopped happening and I think for me that's why if I'm not friends with somebody at this point I don't care because you didn't do your end of the bargain right those are really good points and, and
0: the only thing I really want to add to that I think for me the biggest red flag is when I feel um drained um like if that person texts me or call me and I'm over here like oh here we go or girl what is it now like <laughs> if you get to that point that's a rip <laughs> um but also if the if it starts to be a forced one-sided friendship right. like you were saying Shelby where you feel like you're the only one putting in the effort but also if I can't express myself to that person the same way that I allow them to express themselves to me that's right. a red flag if i right. if i allow that person to vent to me all the time about whatever it is but when it's time for me to want to do that and one thing right. about me is i really don't vent a lot i don't i, I always don't. like vent to myself or keep it to myself or vent to my mama like i don't like burdening people i always feel like i'm burdening someone if i you know just sit there and that ah, about everything And I know it's my own issue, but I'm always that person that people want to come to vent. But if I decide I want to vent to this person and I can't, that's a red flag. So another thing too... Is if you just joking around your friends and they have a little sly remark that you feel like there was some truth behind that, that's a red flag. That person could be envious of you. They could right. be, you know, even, even if they're gossiping about you, like if, if they came to you and be like, girl, I was in the room and they were saying this about you. Okay, no. You're supposed to be my friend. So what was it right. that you said, you said to make them feel comfortable right. enough to say something around you? Right. Um. And then- any friends that try to compete with you or compare oh, yeah, yeah. with you, or just are in general negative—those are the obvious red flags. But like you said, Shelby, um, sometimes we make excuses and be like, "Oh, well, I've known her for eighteen years. Like that's just how she is." No, it's time to reevaluate our right. friendships if they are causing negative um, right. emotion, causing you to feel negative emotions all the time. That's not a good friend. So. Right. The next thing we want to talk about is what has been the impact of good friendships on your life?
1: Yeah. You know, I think just looking back and different things like that, I think I've been really, really blessed to have good friends and it's so crazy. Like anybody that like is around us or kind of like our group of friends, they always comment like Shelby, you have really good friends and I know people have said the same thing to you. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think for me, you know, Good friends have really, really just, I think, made my life better and made my life richer. Um, For example, let's take the pandemic. (laughs) Um, Definitely 2020 was, and I've said this, and I'm not going to lie because it was horrible 2020 was horrible for me it just it was not it was not a good year for me I had so many things go wrong pretty much anything that could go wrong did go wrong and I was really in the space where kind of what you said, Erica is that I didn't want to share some of the things that were going on because I didn't want to burden my friends and different things like that but I just felt like I don't know I just didn't feel good but an example of you know the impact of good friendship so around my birthday last year I had a lot going on that I'm not going to get into but it was just a lot and I was overwhelmed and I was actually kind of you know in between sharing um you know with Erica and two or three of my other friends or like my closest friends you know what was going on like I didn't really want to burden them I didn't really want them to you know just be burdened or have a heavy mind because I did but I um for some reason, it hit me in my spirit and I ended up, you know, sharing with them like what was going on and different things like that. And when I shared what was going on, I really wasn't looking for anything, but I just wanted to get it off my chest. And it was so crazy because not that it was crazy, but it was so heartwarming that once I got through with my story in tears, just everywhere, you know, just having friends look at you and say, you know, like, what do you need? Like, do you need us to help this? Do you need us to help you do this? Do you need this? You know, just all these different things. And I told that story to say that for me, friendship has really just, I think, allowed me to be a more happy and content person. I think that, I think that friendship, sorry, let me start who you hang out with matters. And when you hang out with people that are good, when you hang out with people that are kind, when you hang out with people that are intelligent, when you hang out with people, you know, that talk dreams and visions and money and, you know, put out good and put out good things in the earth, you naturally pick up on those things. And so for me, I have chosen to surround myself with women that are beautiful, that are intelligent, and that are, go-get- that are go-getters and ambitious. Like, All of my friends are killing it. And so when I see you or Bria or Bobby or somebody killing it, you know, at work or killing in the game, it makes me want to be a better person. But it also friendship is one of those things for me that has allowed me to grow and allow me to evolve because my friends know me best. So if they come to me and correct me or if they come to me and give me advice or if they come to me and say something, I'm going to respect them. And I'm going to take what they have said into account because they know me. So to answer your question in a roundabout way that I don't think that I answered, (laughs) um, friendship really has impacted my life greatly. I honestly don't think that I could have gotten through the last year without my friends. And I honestly don't think that I could do life without my friends. I love my friends so much. And I I really hit the friendship jackpot. I'm not going to lie. That's why I don't like to introduce people (laughs) to my friends. I don't. Like, (laughs) I don't want y'all to hang out with us because you can't take my friends. I've done that before and I'm not doing it again. Like, no. But that's me personally. Don't be pity like me.
0: (laughs) I think you said something important about, like, kind of you are who you hang around. You do become like who you hang around. If you hang around five broke people, you think you're not going to be the sixth one. You know what I'm saying? So I think that is important when you talk about impact of good friendships um because if you're hanging constantly hanging around negative people you'll start to talk negatively you'll start to not have faith in things that you know you're supposed to have faith in so um for me i would say um oh well let me back up another thing is what you were saying about being in your worst times that that sadly will expose who your real friends are yeah will. like you said everybody want to turn up but when it's time to turn down who is there You know, so I think um, also for me, an impact of good friendships would be motivation. Um, I should be able to get up and feel motivated to do the things that I I love to do, because what Mm -hmm. I've learned just in relationships or friendship is that people can be a reflection of either what you need to change within yourself, or they can see something in you that you can't see in yourself. So I think that either one of those good or bad you know, um, can really impact you as a person, an impact of a good friendship should grow you. Um, it should, like I said, motivate you to move forward, to encourage you to be better, be, be the best version of yourself. Um, and if you don't have people around you like that, get you some new friends. Right. because we're not out here playing games. We we out here trying to be be our best version. So if you do if you right. have people constantly bringing you down and impacting you in a negative way, it's time to reevaluate your friends. And it's a hard thing to do it because is. you you love people. You want to, you know, everybody be my friend, but that's just not the re- reality. And it's hurtful when you actually see the reality of, well, I went through this and they weren't there for me. I thought they would Girl, be there for
1: me. Listen.
0: Well, that could be a clear sign that hey, This person just just because they were in this chapter of your story does not mean that they are supposed to be there for the whole book. You know what I'm saying? So next and final question for the segment is, do you think that people understand the impact that having the right friendships in their lives has?
1: You know, I don't think a lot of people do understand because, you know what, I think it's human nature to just want to have a lot of people around you to look like you have all these friends. And I think a lot of people think quantity over quality. I think the older that you get and the more focused that you get, um, I think that that's when you realize it doesn't matter about the quantity, it, it it matters about the quality. I think that we're at a point in our lives now where people are understanding the impact that the right friends can have on your life. Um, But I don't know. It's so crazy because I see so many people online say, you know, like, I don't have friends or I don't have this or, you know, like, you know, or they just tell these stories about things that like their friends did or didn't do. And I really think that in my opinion, I don't think a lot of people know how to be a friend because they've never had a friend. And I think a lot of people don't know how to be a friend just because they don't know how to be a friend. Like they're really, really selfish. But I think that if you are the type of person that is a good friend, you will eventually attract good people. But I will say that like you have to let go of people that don't serve your life in order to have people in your life that do serve you. I think sometimes people be... are afraid of letting friends go because they're like, oh my gosh, who are going to bring my friends. But for every friend I've lost, if I needed somebody to replace that person, God has always provided. He has always allowed me to have that type of person in my life that I needed. And another thing that I do personally, like just like you pray for that man, pray for your friends. For instance, like mm-hmm. when I graduated undergrad in college, I have friends that I am still friends with to this day. But one thing that I prayed, and I told Erica this, I was like, God, let me meet somebody that is just a good all around friend to me. Let me meet somebody that I can travel with, that I can do life with, and that our friendship would grow in different things like that. I was just at it, I was transitioning from, you know, college to getting my life together and figuring out what I was doing. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know if God was going to deliver. But let me tell you, I ended up meeting Erica when I started my new job, but we probably didn't really become friends until. Maybe about six, eight months in, maybe a year, whatever. <laughs> but I said that to say that Erica when I was praying, Erica ended up being the friend that I had prayed for. And I didn't even know it no know, know it or notice it until we became friends. I prayed for somebody. I prayed to meet a friend at work. Met Erica. I prayed to have somebody that I can travel with. I, me and Erica go places all the time pre pandemic, but we getting back to it. I prayed for somebody that I could hang out with in Dallas and just do like girl things and brunches and hang out and sleepovers. Me and Erica do all those things. So, like I said, like if you are desiring friendship or different things like that, I feel like I tell people all the time pray about it. Like I literally pray for a good friend post-college, and I got Erica, and she stuck with me. So that's all I'm saying. But also, I think one other story um, that I'm going to tell about Erica since we do the podcast together, another impact that friendship has on me, or I don't think that a lot of people understand, is like friendship, I think, is one of the ultimate forms of love. And I don't think that we you know, think about that a lot. I think that we think about love in terms of, romantic relationships. But I think that we need to normalize thinking about love and kindness and care like that in terms of friendship. Because I feel like when you feel loved from your friends or you feel cared for, or, or you know that they have your back and they're loyal and different things like that, that makes you feel good. And when that makes you feel good in turn, you turn around and you return that love and that kindness to them. And that nurtures the friendship and the relationship quick story when I me and Erica had been friends so around 2017 I had a lot going on was overwhelmed and I was getting ready to graduate with my master's degree about a month before I was supposed to graduate and I was writing my term paper I was hanging out with Erica and I was in tears and Erica could have looked at me and said girl it's gonna be okay (laughs) or girl you gonna get it done But she looked at me and she said, like, friend, what do you need me to do? Do you need me to help you write your paper? Do you need me to help you with your presentation? Do you need me to listen to your presentation? Like, tell me what you need so I can do that. And I say that to say that, like, and I always knew that Erica was a good person. And I always knew that she was a good friend. But for me, that really solidified, like, oh, my gosh. Like, she is really willing to help me in my tears. (laughs) And if you know me, you know I'm so dramatic, (laughs) y'all. And... I was like, she is really willing to help me and she doesn't have to, you know, make sure that I graduate. And so I said all that to say that for me, having really good friends around me has really just allowed me, I think, to be a more well-rounded person, but I feel like it's made me a more loving person, a more compassionate person, a more caring person, but I think it's made me a better person because I think that everybody that I call my friend, that I call a friend now, is an amazing person, is an amazing woman, and is somebody, you know, that I admire. Well, I would just have to say thank you, Shelby. That was so nice. And You know, I don't
0: cry, but I might. Um, but no, I will say that this is how God works because you guys, I prayed the exact same prayer that she did um, about having friends because when we were at that job, like Shelby said, we weren't really friends at first, but um, I was going through a horrible time in my life. The worst time ever in my life. And it was almost like Shelby was, we crossed paths at the the perfect time because when we did, we decided to, hey, we are gonna live our lives. We're gonna travel. We're gonna go here. We're gonna go to this concert. We're gonna go to, you know, try new things. Like, you know, and that's what a friendship should really be about is exper- experiencing your life um, with those friends. You ain't gotta wait on no man to go right. to wherever you wanna go. <laughs> like, Listen. you can rely on friendships. But some friends... Don't, you know, have. Some people don't have the friends that will actually go somewhere and travel with them and do this and do that. So we are very, very blessed that, hey, Shelby hit me up and like, hey, uh, what you doing on February 9th? Like, nothing. (laughs) Well, I got something for us to do. (laughs) So so that's that's really a blessing because everybody talks about they want to go till it's actually time to go. And so Shelby and I have really made a lot of memories. Um, Snapchat Snapchat has been reminding me of what we have done three, four years ago. And we can't really do that no more, but we kind of, like you said earlier, getting back to it. But to answer the question (laughs) about, um, do you think that people understand the impact? No, I don't think people understand the impact because... um, like, you, were, you said something about quantity versus quality, and I think people put too much emphasis on how many friends they got, how many followers they got, how many people right. like they post. Like, those people are not your friends. Like, it does not matter how many friends you have. That should not put value on your – that shouldn't put value on who you are. It's like, oh, well, dang, I ain't really got no friends. That don't mean you ain't a person to be friends with. Um, right. And I think that <laughs> – It just, most of the time, unfortunately, it takes something drastic to realize you weren't in the right friendships, but as you grow, it's natural that some people are just going to fall off of your story and that is okay. And you will make new friends if you're open and willing to put yourself out there and just meet new people. Um, and more positive people get around people that's actually doing something with their life, traveling, doing stuff like that you can learn as well. So, in right. all of that wrapped up in our dating and relationships, that is how we feel about <laughs> friendships, Portia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So let's move on to our next segment, which is the journey. So this is when Shelby and I will discuss something that we've learned as either being nine to five business women or um, business women as far as being bosses with building our brand, All Things Melanin. So one of our goals this year for our podcast is to share more stories from entrepreneurs, business owners, and side hustlers. So incorporating more guests includes way more work for us. So Shelby, let's share how we've navigating um how we're navigating taking on more while we're still holding down our nine to five. So first let's let's speak on delegating tasks.
1: Yeah, I think for us this has been really, really important. Um I think when we first started out in our brand and different things like that, we weren't really delegating tasks we were just doing everything and I think that we were doing double work in a sense and I and I think we were working harder and not smaller so when Erica and I did our quarterly meeting this year we like she just said we came together we said we want to incorporate more guests on our shows but you know when you incorporate guests that includes more work so just kind of want to give you an overview of what that includes so erica and i we have a running list of people that we feel like would be a fit for our show that we would like to be on our show so we always go through and we vet those people we look at their social media we make sure they align with us and even when people submit to be on our podcast we vet you we look at you just because you send us an email and say hey what's to your show we think it's great we want to be on here no sis we're going to go through all of your stuff to make sure that you're a fit So that's the first thing. So once we kind of do that and different things like that, another thing that we do is we send out a podcast release form because we just do. We always want to cover ourselves. We always want to make sure that we're good. Um, So we send out a podcast release form. We do the outline for the show. We write the questions. We send follow ups. We send an outline. Um, We, you know, cut the tracks Uh, We make the graphics, just any and everything that you can think of. So when we decided that we wanted to have more guests on the show, my first thought, or Erica's, I can't remember which one of us thought it was. But anyway, it was our thought, was how are we going to make this easier on ourselves? Because there are so many moving parts. And honestly, delegating tasks was just the easiest thing to do. And I think the way that we did it is, you know... We, A, when we do outlines and questions, Erica and I split it right down the middle. She does so many, I do so many. Like, as far as graphics and different things like that go, anything creative that you look at that is a design that is going to be in Erica's wheelhouse. She can do everything, but that is her thing. So, anything design related, she does. And then, more than likely, if it's like a blog or something, you know, a follow up or something, more than likely, I will do it. I think for us, we just see what makes more sense and see who's available to do the task. And then if the other person needs help or the other person, you know, may not have the capacity to do it, we just really communicate very well to each other. I think that us delegating tasks has really helped a lot um, for us going forward and streamline the process. Like I know that if I send out the questions, then when they reply, Erica's going to send out the podcast release form. So I think it's, just having expectations, but also giving each other like specific tasks that we know that we're responsible for has really helped in kind of doing that.
0: Yes. Um, The only thing I can add to that um, is also whenever we have our quarterly... I think it yeah, quarterly meetings. Yeah. Um where we where that's our time to, you know, be open, have our open communication. Like, girl, I don't think I'm gonna be able to write these blogs this month. Can you do it? Or right. you know, or you know, just that is our time to just have our open, honest conversation and have our creative meeting and start delegating the task. We literally will take out the calendar and be like, OK, this is your week to handle all emails, to handle social right. media. This is your week to do that. And um, not only that is we of course we trust each other. But if there is something where there's an important email that needs to go out and it's my week to send that out. I always run it by Shelby like, Hey, can you go look at this email? Just look over and make sure everything looks good. I think that that also will stream streamlines the process because it'll, right. it'll be less um, space for making mistakes, you know, because right. both of us, like I said, we we're holding down nine to fives. When you, when you're finally sitting down at your business email, you might miss some things and you ain't thinking clearly you need that right. other person to, Hey, okay, I'll go ahead and review it. And when it looks good, hey, boom, we can schedule it to send. So right. um, I think you nailed it on the head, obviously, um, about <laughs> delegating tasks. Asking for help is a big one because Shelby and I, we will put too much on ourselves. That's why some, um, we have committed to you know, taking hiatuses periodically. We don't need to be out here just like forcing right. ourselves to the ground. So um, that's one thing that we both have learned because neither one of us ask for help. Rarely. We, we rarely do like in our own personal lives or anything. So that was something that we had to be like, Hey, we need to be honest. You know, today we just too tired. We too tired. If we just don't want to record today, we're going to find another, we're going to put on our schedule for the next quarter, you know? So just having that, um, I think it's a blessing that it's two of us because I just don't know how one person do all this without somebody, um, having an assistant or something um, to help because we do a lot, you guys. And um, the only way to make it work, the only way to make it more most efficient and avoid doing double work, like Shelby was saying, is to just delegate tasks and streamline it.
1: And I think right. we're doing pretty well. Yeah. And I think the other thing, sorry, the one other thing that I want to add in different things like that, I think another way that we are able to do this and different things like that is we just have a really, really good line of open communication and different things like that like we communicate very well together like erica and i'll be working nine to five but when i get a minute i'll text i'll be like hey friend you know look at this or hey friend what do you think about this or hey friend i can do that today and i think that that's another way that we're able to do stuff i think that's another way that we're able to you know stay on top of everything
0: right i agree um, all right, let's keep it moving to our mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter that was submitted to us and they asked for our advice. So we are gonna give it to you straight up, no chaser. So the letter reads, Hey Shelby and Erica, I need y'all's advice. I recently started this road to wellness journey, which includes finding balance in my job, taking care of my mental health and being more present in life. I have been going and going into my body told me that I needed to slow down and get it together. As I'm trying to better myself, my family and even some friends have started making snide remarks about how I think I'm better than others, how I don't have time to hang out, how my new lifestyle is whack. And this is very, very hurtful because it seems that when I started putting myself first, everyone has a problem with it. So do you have any advice on how to navigate friends and family who aren't supporting my wellness?
1: So, first and foremost, um, but no, first and foremost, kudos to you for, you know, taking care of yourself and putting yourself first and putting your wellness first. Um, I tell Erica this all the time. I was like, you know, you're the most important person in your life, so you have to treat yourself like that. If you don't treat yourself like that, then other people aren't going to treat yourself like, other people aren't going to treat you importantly as well. So, kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I found on my journey through life um, is that when you start doing things for you sometimes or when you start putting yourself first or you know you're putting your energy into things that make you better and you take the energy away from people that people tend to feel some type of way about that whether that's the jealousy envy or just hateration whatever the case may be the list goes on i think i think that you have to see people for who they are sometimes i think I want you to know that at the end of the day, like, this is not something that's on you. This is something that's on them. I definitely think that you should should continue your wellness journey. I think that you should continue to do what's best for you because nobody else is. I think that if you want, I think that you can definitely sit down and have a conversation with people and let them know about your wellness journey and let them know about the journey that you're on and why it's so important for you to do these things to better yourself. What I will say is you're only responsible for what you say and how you say it. You're not responsible for how they react. So if they react in a negative way, or they still have snot comments, or they still have things to say, like those may not be your people in this season because everybody can't, like, even when you're trying to do better for yourself, even when it's little, some people can't fathom that. Some people can't get on the bandwagon with it. Some people are just not with it. And you honestly might just have to be okay with you know still loving them but loving them from a distance and surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you on this journey so maybe that's you know joining a support group or you know joining a facebook group or you know just finding people that are in a similar boat that you are so that you can feel supported and encouraged on your wellness journey because we definitely want to see you do well and continue to do well
0: Oh, that's great advice. I um I applaud this person as well for taking on their wellness journey and putting themselves first. I am personally also on a wellness journey and it has changed my life, okay? And I don't mean like circumstances necessarily have changed, but I've changed in my mindset, in my soul, in my spirit, you know, physically, all of that. So I think this is nothing but positive. So I don't I don't really understand why people have such comments. And when really they, you need to be like, Hey, you want to go out here and work out with me? Cause, uh, we need to be, you know, taking care of ourselves. So one thing I've always learned for myself is like, if you don't take care of yourself, you're no good for anybody else. That's first. And then you'll realize where you stand in a person's life, whether it's family or friend, when you say no. Because people, when you say no, people can no longer benefit. So they feel entitled some way because you may not have, you know, you may have been the only person that's ever been there for them. So um, I understand that kind of guilt you may have, but you have to make yourself a priority. Um, because when it comes to you being physically and mentally exhausted, you have to take care of yourself. Like she even said that her body was telling her, hey, slow down. If one thing this pandemic has not showed us is it's taught us to sit down. OK, or it don't matter what you're doing, what you got going on. Sit down. OK, so um, for me personally, I, I know I can share that um, I had to tell some folks like, hey, like I literally had to do like a soul detox. I had to get some folks off from around me and tell them, you know, look, I'm going through my own thing right now. I can't really be consumed with all this stuff you got going on. I'm trying to work on my health, my wellness. And that was that. And as harsh as that may sound, you have to stand up for yourself and learn to say no. I think that would be one of the main things. It's like you don't owe anybody an explanation if you know that this is what you need to do for yourself. Because if you end up in a hospital, who's going to show up for you? Who's going to pay them hospital bills? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is serious. This is your wellness. And so um, just be there for yourself. I applaud it. Your self-care should be your priority. Um, And I say continue. And if they have a problem with it, then they just going to have a problem with it. Right. Um, But- I would never discourage anyone from doing what they need to do for themselves. Agreed. So, you guys, if any of you out there have a question that you would like us to answer, um, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin
1: (laughs) underscore underscore. So, Shelby, you want to lead us on out with the words of encouragement? Yes. So our words of encouragement come from Psalms 94, 19, and it reads, when doubt filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. So I really chose this Bible verse and different things like that to close us up, to close us out today and different things like that, because I feel like so many times we let doubt stop us from living. We let doubt stop us from shooting our shot um, you know, for going after that job, for following our passions, you know, for going after that romantic partner and just really just living the life that you deserve and living the life that you've been praying and wishing for. And I want people to know that it's normal for doubt to fill your mind. I have doubts all the time that it's normal, that it's human nature. But I think that you have to be very careful with allowing doubt to consume you and in return stop you and hinder you from doing what God called you to do and from doing what you were led to do. I think that everybody has specific talents, specific dreams and specific visions that were given to them by God because they're supposed to carry them out. But I think that a lot of people never get there is because they let doubt stop them. And when doubt gets in their mind, they don't have enough willpower to overcome it. So I said all that to say that when doubt fills your mind and different things like that, find comfort and that God already knows that you feel that way. But trust mm-hmm. that if God gave you the vision, if he gave you the mission, if he gave you that idea, if he gave you the inkling to apply for that job, if he gave you the inkling to slide in some DMs or whatever the case may be, that he is going to deliver on his that he is going to deliver on his own. And I think that we have to when doubt. Clouds our minds that we have to get back to being hopeful, that we have to get back to being positive, we have to get back to having cheer in our hearts. And sometimes that's going to look like, God, I have doubt in my mind, but I'm hopeful and I'm cheerful that this is going to work out. And I don't know how that's going to work, but I have the faith of a mustard seed that you're going to make a way out of no way. And sometimes, All it takes is hope and cheer to get you where you need to go. And sometimes you're hindered and you're stopped where you are is because you stopped at doubt and you didn't get to hope.
0: I love that. I, I personally, um, I feel like God is dealing with me with doubt and unbelief right now in certain areas. He is really pushing me to, um, have more self-confidence in areas that I realized I never really did. Like I kind of, dim my own light around certain situations and and right. people. And I think it's due to unbelief and, and doubting God um, or doubting the way that God's going to make it work. And we right. don't have to know the details. We just have to believe that's really all we need to do is just wait. And I know that it can be um, trying to, you know, wait and wait and wait, but there is a purpose in the waiting. I think sometimes waiting for so long makes us doubt. It gives us room to be like, okay, God, now, um, it's been about two years now. What are we doing? So, um, I think that that Bible verse just, it's, it's so uplifting because, um, I feel like doubt will always creep up at some point, especially if God is pushing you to do something new. He put some ideas in my heart and I'm asking him, are you sure? Are you sure? You sure that's what you want me to do? Like he, I'm asking him, I'm questioning. him. <laughs> but um, I think if we did not, um, if we didn't have faith, like what, what would be the purpose of all this? So I love that verse. I'm glad we're sharing it today and I'll let you go ahead
1: and lead us out in prayer. Pastor Shelby. <laughs> Okay, everybody, close your eyes and back here. If you drive and sway with it, here we go. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us all to come together. We pray for every person that is assembled listening to this podcast. We don't know the desires of their heart, we don't know the worries of their mind, but you do. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would alleviate their their words. We pray that you would just allow them to have some peace and some contentment this week. We pray that you would go before them and cover them. We pray that they would be productive. We pray that they would be happy. We pray that they would be content. We pray they would be protected in any and every way that they would go in this life, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that whatever the desires of their heart, that you would allow it to come to fruition if it is in your will. We talked about friendships a lot today. We talked about relationships a lot today. And Lord Jesus, we just pray that you would allow any and every person that is assembled listening to this podcast to be surrounded by people that care, to be surrounded by people that love them, to be surrounded by people that are genuine, that have their back and that are going to ride for them. We pray that if somebody is not for them, Lord Jesus, that you would reveal that to them. We pray that if someone is for them, that you would give them peace. But if someone is not for them, Lord Jesus, that you would let them know. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.